0: to have you this hour of the bill michael show focusing on our friends at pillow windows and doors wisconsin and uh right now zero percent financing 48 months don't go anywhere without those pillow windows and doors you're home safe secure you feel great at night they keep the heat out in the summertime keep the cold out in the wintertime. the innovations the, the you know the different uh, things like uh, the roll screen slider windows the toe kick uh, on the patio doors it locks those doors into place so you don't have to stick that board down there in the track or anything like that there's just so many different things that are right about pillow windows and doors of wisconsin they have vinyl they have impervia which is stronger than fiberglass and they have wood Check out our friends at Pella. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI, 855-PELLA-WI. Um, Jeff says, who cares about the rankings? For years, the Packers were near the top of the list. What did that get us? Just one subjective list that means nothing. Uh, Corey says, I'm kind of digging the dark horse nature of this team right now. My sneaker, It may sneak up on people. Uh, this one's from Delta who says, it seems a little bit low. But there's also a lot of unknowns on all of this. Thomas says it all hinges on Jordan Love, the new receiving core, and Barry's defense, but it does seem a little bit low to me. Uh, the Packers ranked 25th via the uh, ESPN Power Index. Rick says way too low. The O-line and the backs are excellent. The re- receivers could take a jump. I think that the D is going to be a little bit better. I think they're going to be in the mix for the division right up until the very end. I think Detroit wins the North, but I would be shocked if they didn't get the seventh seed, meaning the Green Bay Packers. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Um, yeah, you know, when you start to look at uh, where teams' rosters have fallen, uh, the draft, all the pieces that are now put into place, you start to kind of gauge as to where some of these teams may, may not be. So it is subjective. It is something that's going to be played out on the field of play, but it also gives you an idea as to what people think about the talent and/or experience of your ball club, and I think that's very real. Uh, Cheddar says uh, I don't think the Packers are going to sneak up on anybody. Teams want uh, to take uh, teams want to take it to Green Bay, even with the unknown of love. Well, you're right because the, the Packers have the winning percentage wise. It's not that they've just been beaten up on everybody because they haven't won a championship, but the Packers. Um, have been a team that has had a high winning percentage for the last decade and a half and um when you you know when you take into account a lot of the other franchises that have not they've been kind of ebb and flow and the Packers have been pretty steady with hall of fame quarterback play there's there's some franchises that want to say okay it's our turn now you're done it's our turn now so they want to beat up on you yeah you you want ben how many teams do you think Looked at the Packers on their schedule and went, okay, that's a win. I think, think a about lot that more a than than you would expect because yeah. it's
1: the, oh, Rogers is gone. They'll be bad. Where, where even though like you are, where are you at with them? Seven wins, eight wins, seven wins. I would even say that's with a lot of knowledge about them probably still being a solid team. I think the overall
0: perception is that they're going to absolutely stink. They're going to go think into bears mode if i'm the, right if i'm the bears fans and we saw that coming up on sunday september 10th to kick off the season here come the green bay packers if i'm the bears fans am i sitting there biting my nails going oh god you know now they're without yeah you know, aaron rodgers and you know it's our time it's our time are you, are you biting your nails or are you like finally okay bring it we're going to kick your ass we're going to chalk it up as a win for uh, week 1 oh it's the latter
1: what they have is hope that there's a new quarterback under center, and maybe, finally, he won't be the guy that destroys them every time they play. Right. Even though that is very Falcon? possible.
0: He, what about the Falcons with Ritter? Because you would assume Ritter's going to be their quarterback down there. Yeah, he second stinks. Second year out of University of Cincinnati. He's not that good. I uh, had a good season under Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, but he's not, you know, he, he may come back and surprise people, but I doubt it. So with Ritter as their quarterback, do you think the Falcons fans are going, oh, boy, we got a really good shot beating green bay probably i think
1: they're buzzing over Bijan. i think the falcons fans are just buzzing over the braves so they're
0: riding high no matter what you know <laughs> it's a good then time you've got there. the saints we know the lions are the raiders and eh, the raiders are just hoping to get a win the broncos hoping to get a win the vikings they're they're probably thinking okay we're going to kick their ass again after they, you know, after the Packers. Remember, the Packers beat them pretty handily at Lambeau Field later in the season last year. So they're not coming in. That's one of the disappointing things is that even though the Vikings play in a northern climate, they're not coming into Lambeau Field in late November, December. They're coming in in uh, October, late October, when it's still. I mean, you could still get snow. Don't get me wrong, but it's not usually, you know, ten degrees with a ten below wind chill factor or anything like that. So they don't have to play them then. Uh, you've got the Rams. The Rams are just hoping to get a win. The Steelers uh, at in Pittsburgh. They're probably thinking, okay, here come the Packers. This should, we can get a win here. Chargers are thinking the same thing. Lions again. Chiefs, hell yes. Giants, hell yes. Buccaneers biting their nails. Panthers biting their nails. And Vikings and Bears. Yeah, I you know I <clears throat> I get it. There's a lot of teams looking at the Packers, going, yeah, chalk it up as a win on our on our list mainly because of the inexperience of Jordan Love. But absolutely. eight seven seven Let's go to the uh, phone calls. Talk to our buddy Steve listening to us in Eau Claire. Steve, how you doing today, man? What's going on?
2: Happy Monday, Bill. How was your weekend? It was a great
0: weekend. It started off with uh, racing up at Road America and ended up on a motorcycle ride. So I had a great
2: weekend. Awesome. Say, hey, um, the number 25 ranking for the Packers going into this season, I personally... Don't think it's terribly low, but I think it might be a little bit. I think a lot of uh, a lot of it is because of number one, all the uncertainty regarding not only our run defense but also our passing offense. And I just I, I think back to Rogers's first season in two thousand eight when we went six and ten we ended up with the number nine overall draft pick the following year, which would, I guess, would put us at the number 24 ranking for the year. So, I mean, I, I don't think it's that outrageous. Um, granted, I think the biggest problem that Rodgers had that season was his interceptions. He didn't have a lot of them, but uh, they always happen at the worst possible time. a few of those away, we could have yeah. easily been 500 better. So, given all the uncertainty this season and, uh, you know, how love is going to look with so many uh, young receivers on the roster, I would say that's probably a big part of why we're getting ranked around where we are. Again, I mean, I don't think it's terribly low, but I think it is potentially a little bit low. I could see us maybe uh, like low, high teens, low 20s going into the start of the season. But personally, I love it because it, you know, lights a fire under them.
0: Right. It's, uh, you know, for any veteran, you feel disrespected. And for Jordan Love, you feel like, uh, you know, nobody has any confidence in you. And it can put a chip on your shoulder real quick. Appreciate the phone call. I agree. I I don't, and again, rankings are rankings, and they're all subjective. And, you know, it is what it is. Because last week we saw that they had Seattle in the top three. You know, I think it was top three or five or something like that. That was Yahoo Sports. So they're all subjective as to what, you know, people's opinions are on the depth and experience and capability of your roster. But I think for the Green Bay Packers, for the first time in a long time, Outside of that top five, outside of that top ten, it's now here's your slap in the face reality. Now go prove it. And I'm is it, we talked about this last week. As much as there's this uncertainty when it comes to winning, and it you know it it is uncertain. Uh, I think there's also the uh, the the air of whew, fresh air, you know, new beginnings. It's like spring, you know. It's like spring for football. Fresh air, new beginnings. What could be this new level of hope, you know, without being the pressure of saying you have to win a championship because we all know they want to, but there's less, I'm going to say, expectation of that, Um, not necessarily for the coaching staff because I think the coaching staff still has a, uh, a rhythmic level of expectation to put this team into a good rhythm, to score points, be able to get off the field on third down, to be able to stop teams, create turnovers. And, uh, you know, and for the offense not to turn the ball over, not to get sloppy, not use the lack of Aaron Rodgers as an excuse to say, OK, we're just not that good. You want to see the growth. You want to see the advancement. You want to see second year guys really begin to step up, start to morph into what you believe they can be, all that kind of stuff. So I, I don't I'm not going to say that the uh, the level, the, the internal level of expectation has been lowered. But certainly the win and in, in loss total of expectation from the fans perspective has lowered somewhat. That I will agree with. Uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy, eight seven seven, eight six seven, sixteen seventy. Um by the way, and I know this is gonna make people roll their eyes. OTAs beginning today. We know that, right? Just wanna give you a little bit of breaking news out of New York, Aaron Rodgers is at the Jets OTAs. I that's it. Shut, Shut your ass. Yeah, that's all I'm mentioning. That's all I'm mentioning. Did just wanted to throw that out there. Apparently, OTAs in New York are very important, and OTAs in in Green Bay are not. So,
1: he's got to develop that. a rapport for the young sure. guys, which are sure. really just the same receiving core he had in Green Bay and didn't succeed mm-hmm. with.
0: Yeah, sure, I get it. Uh Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Coming up in the next segment. We are, uh, we are going to uh, break down a little bit of a conversation of somebody who has recently left the Green Bay Packers. And some of the things that I stated a while ago are exactly what was stated in this particular story. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. Uh, many starting quarterbacks, by the way, spend uh, a lot of time on the sideline. You know, there, there's some, especially when you're in the first round, usually you either play right away or probably midseason. The Packers uh, have had Jordan Love sitting for three years. It's kind of, uh, at this point in time, trial and error, according to the Packers offensive coordinator, Stenovich. Uh, I think the preseason, that's going to be very important for Jordan Love as well. But just going out there during the OTAs, getting him around all these young guys, all the receivers, all the tight ends, and working with our veterans and allowing him to put the leadership out there, putting his stamp on all of this is extremely valuable. And then once we see how it's going... Then you can go in that particular direction when it comes to making adjustments regarding Jordan Love. So when we talked earlier today and somebody said, well, how important are these really, you know, what do you get out of the OTAs? It's all of the little stuff. It's all of the stuff that you don't normally see, okay? Because this whole thing, and, and and we can talk about this guy looks really fast, okay? And and you can see that. You can see certain athletic attributes, okay? You can see a guy burning past the secondary as a wide receiver, Christian Watson just kicking in the uh, you know the afterburners and going. You can see a guy like Jair, you know, hand fighting downfield or what have you, maybe for a you know a fifty-fifty ball or something like that. You can see maybe some of the tight ends you know, having that ability for a ball that's overthrown, underthrown, thrown behind them, thrown in front of them, whatever, having the ability to really grab onto a football, tip it to themselves, they've got good hands, they've got soft hands, catch on down front, catch it against your chest, all that kind of stuff. You can see that. That's the stuff that we don't necessarily really gauge when it comes to the regular season. You know, you don't see guys blowing each other up. You don't see them hitting. You don't see any of that. This is just where all of the mentality begins to become ingrained. They start to let it sink in. Um, you know, the guys that are understanding and learning the plays, the guys that are knowing when they leave the OTAs and come back the next time when they put a particular play into place, whether or not they actually studied it or not. But it's more even, it, to me, it's even more so camaraderie in the weight room, camaraderie off the field. You know, are guys hanging out? Are they talking to one another? Grabbing grabbing dinner together? You know, are they, they they going over each other's house? Or, you know, they, the family's getting to know one another. All that kind of stuff. That's when you... That's what OTAs do. The OTAs and the mini camps, they kind of build the camaraderie and they do some things to kind of put your team on the right track to, you know, kind of enter into camp for the season. So when you say what do you get out of OTAs, that's kind of what you get out of OTAs. 877-867-1670, 877-867. 1670, you want to find us. Feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. I had mentioned yesterday, I uh, watched the remainder of the PGA Championship yesterday. Just sat back and relaxed for the first time in a long time. Went down to nice ash, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Went into the humidor, got a Perdomo 10th Anniversary Champagne Cigar. Sat down, had one beverage, because I was on a bike, so I only had one beverage, but I was only six minutes from home, so one beverage and a couple of waters. Kristen grabbed a hookah. We just sat there. We relaxed, watched the end of the PGA Championship. Just a great day. But Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they crank it up with entertainment. The rest of the week, they just uh, sit back, relax, and have a great time. TheNiceAsh.com. That's TheNiceAsh.com. 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. It can be your happy place. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. Bill Michael Show, we continue on talking about the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they were rated in the Power Index via ESPN. At twenty fifth, uh, they were a little bit higher in the Yahoo Sports uh, Power Index rating. As everybody's starting to do that this time of year. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by Lisa Lee Ortel Real Estate. Lisa moves at gmail dot com. You can email her there, or just call her four one four six one seven sixty seven ninety eight, and uh, she can help you out if you're in Milwaukee County, Washington County, if you're in. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Walworth County, Waukesha, uh, Kenosha, Racine, on in those areas can help you in all of those areas. Certified condo specialist, and more importantly, specializes in the VA loan. So if you're looking for a first-time buyer or a VA loan, uh, she can kind of navigate you through all of that as well. So that's Lisa Lee Ortell Real Estate, four one four six one seven sixty seven ninety eight. Um. Uh, this one's from John who says, given Jordan Love is a first-round pick at the defense with all of that talent, great running backs behind a good offensive line, and a plethora of top receiver picks, they ought to be very close if Jordan Love is average, and he said in in his opinion. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I would agree with that. I would agree. With, if, if Jordan Love is, and, and, and we talked about this A couple of weeks ago, we put up the numbers from Aaron Rodgers from last year and said, let's say Jordan Love is just that, what Aaron Rodgers, the numbers Aaron Rodgers put up last year. That would be, all in all, a pretty successful start to his career for Jordan Love. And you would assume that the Packers, if they're better defensively, would end up, at the very least, as a wild card to the postseason, which would be, I think, enormous for this team. Um, so hope springs eternal because they haven't taken a snap in a regular season game yet. We all know that, but I think there's a lot of reasons to be excited. But as we all know, we can, we, it, it, we can dance around it. We can talk about it. We can get into a lot of different things of what could be, shouldn't be. But the bottom line is it's Jordan love bottom line. If the season is not successful, we can look at a lot of different reasons as to why, but we can look at it and say, okay, was Jordan Love just good enough to have this team be in contention in some way, shape, or form? I mean, that's the bottom line. 877 867 Now, Devontae Adams, uh, rather interesting. If you go to PackersWire.com, uh, the uh, former Packer wide receiver, and this is what I was talking about, said, uh, and he did a thing with uh, Brandon Marshall um for almost two hours on the I am athlete podcast, almost two hours. He was on the podcast. They chatted about everything, including his departure from green Bay and said it was quote tough living in Wisconsin based on the weather. So I always, and I look, I get it. You know, when you're playing in this stuff and you're walking around in the cold weather and you know, you're, but usually you're making money to have somebody plow your driveway, shovel your walk and, and take care of it, It, it's, you you got a pretty cushy life, you know, you really do. Now, granted, living in, in Vegas, the, the bright lights of Vegas, the bigger city of Vegas, it is a a completely different culture. I 100% agree with that, but everybody that leaves makes it sounds like, makes it sound like Green Bay is this destitute, desolate nothingness of abandonment in the United States of just a city that just, just doesn't exist, you know? Uh, But he did say it left him a lot of time to just focus on football, which is a good thing, right? Now, this is what I had stated earlier, and when people say, oh, Goody let him go, Goody let him walk, Mark Murphy let him walk, he was not happy about going into the last year of his contract without a new one. And he said he, quote, had to make a business decision once the tag was applied. However, and he did say, look, I'd still be with the Packers if the offer was right early on, but he admitted that Aaron Rodgers' uncertainty in Green Bay played a big factor in his decision to leave and said that the cash flow that the Packers did not have was a problem for contract negotiations. They didn't have it. And again, I go back to as much as you want to blame Gutekinds, and you can. I mean, you you can say, okay, you should have just done this. But because they didn't know what Rodgers was going to do, and they didn't know there was so much uncertainty, was he going to take a deal? Did he want all the money? Did he not want the money? Did he say, hey, why don't we go ahead and sign a a, low, a lesser deal so I can keep Devontae here and I can keep some of these other guys here and I don't need $150 million? All of that uncertainty made it impossible to lay down a legitimate argument to say here's all this cash for Devontae Adams because the initial offer from the Packers uh, was $20 million a year. And he ended up signing for $28.5 and a year. Had the deal been $4 million, more maybe, a year, chances are he's probably still in Green Bay, you know? But they couldn't figure out what to pay Devontae because they couldn't figure out what to pay Aaron Rodgers. But he said, look, the uncertainty from the quarterback is basically what caused a lot of the problems. Um, I have the audio. He did. Of it, if you Uh, want to run it. Yeah, here's what he had to say about the contract negotiation and such and the departure from Green Bay. Really, like,
3: a a real thing, it was more so, like, you know, obviously me going into that last year, my contract in Green Bay, I talked to him and I told him, you know, the Packers and everything, um, you know, based off of what I had done, like, you want to see another year of this before I get paid? Like, I feel like this is, you know, I'm I'm basically on a tag this year. It's less money than a tag, and it's, it's no security, just like a tag would be, and... You know, they allowed me to play that whole year without getting paid, and then I had another year of what I do, and it made it tough on them. And then, you know, I had some decisions to make. So that's that's basically what what came down to that. And obviously, the whole Aaron thing and and his uncertainty of his future in Green Bay factored in heavy for me. So if, if they if they would have paid you the year that you wanted to get paid, you still be in Green Bay. I, I would have been in Green Bay for sure. So what happened? Like they was it was it like the the number wasn't right? The years? The guarantee? is I think it was a little bit of everything but it was more so you know um, as far as what I, the feedback I got from them was the the cash flow and you know based off of what was available and um you know I don't I don't know I never was told that they don't think that's what my value was and I never even really gave a true number um I just we got an initial uh offer and it it cuz I'm one thing you don't do is go in and say here this is what I want you know I want to hear what you think I'm worth and then from there I'll tell you so once I got the number, what was that to, number? To me it was it was
0: it was south of twenty. South of twenty. So it wasn't twenty, it was south of twenty. He ended up signing twenty eight million. So I we don't know how much south, but it was south of twenty. Um but again he says had he got the right offer, the right number, the right number of years, the whole thing, it's being remade. And I mean, I get it. You know, Pac Fan says, uh, you know, no state income tax in Nevada and all that kind of stuff. Guys do think of that, but if you get paid a certain amount of money that's equating to what everybody else in the league is getting paid or what you believe to be one of the best wide receivers in the league is getting paid, you still got a, sh- a shot at winning a championship. That's the, that we've seen it. We've seen it where guys will go to certain clubs just because they believe they can win there. Okay. So that being said, then you take into consideration the uncertainty of Aaron Rodgers. And as he stated, it was just at that point in time, it was a business decision. And they couldn't come to him, you know, the, that year, two years ago, they, they, because of the cash flow, as he said, the cash flow issue at that time was a factor. And that we all know, instead of saying Aaron Rodgers would make up his mind and wanted all the money, he said it was a cash flow issue. Well, we know what the cash flow issue was. We all get that. Complicated fellow says uh, USA Today ranked Green Bay number one city in the U.S. to live. He said, I guess it's not that appealing to millionaires. Um, I guess not. You know, but again, if, if you're going to make, let's say, because he said south of 20, let's say that's 18. And you're making 28 in Vegas, so you would have had to at least split the difference, right? So the Packers would have had to come up $5 million a year. Maybe that was something the Packers weren't willing to do. Or, again, going back to the fact that you didn't know if you could even do it. You know? I We don't know the specifics, but that's probably as much of an in-depth look into the departure of Devontae Adams saying, basically, they didn't have the cash flow, the uncertainty of Aaron Rodgers. They didn't make me an offer two years. They made me the offer after I completed that year and after they hit me with the franchise tag, so... You know. But, uh, you know, Merlin says Goody offered sub 20 million, uh, but they ended up offering more than 28 million. The narrative doesn't necessarily make sense that uh, when they made the original offer, Merlin, I think the original offer was under 20 sub 20. The final offer, once he had a deal from or was seeking another deal. And they knew the number was going to go up, then they I think they made that offer of twenty eight plus. Yeah, that was a year later as well. Yeah, the initial was offer was
1: pre twenty twenty one, I right. think. And the other
0: was before we got traded after twenty twenty one. So there you go. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh this is from Jerry says, Hey Bill, to me the season falls on Matt LaFleur. Without Rogers, he is now the man. One can he keep the locker room together until the true locker room leader emerges. Two, if things go south, can he rally the troops? And three, if the defense does not meet expectations, is he capable of then making a move? No one, no one is expecting much this year except to be competitive. Uh, what do you feel is a responsible or a reasonable goal for the Green Bay Packers team-wise this year? Uh, what would you consider to be a successful season? Thanks. That's uh, from the Bear. Um, I, I said seven wins. And I don't think necessarily think that's respectable. It just depends on how you get from point A to point B. Um, if you say respectable, <clears throat> eight, nine wins would probably be accelerating the expectation a bit. Um, for them to be that good, defense is going to be near the top 10, maybe 12 or better. Jordan Love is going to have to look like the Jordan Love in Philadelphia not like the Jordan Love in Kansas City. And your wide receiving core is going to have to be better and maybe surprise a few people. More, And going back to your assessment of Matt LaFleur, I'll say this. I 100% agree. I think Matt LaFleur this year, offensive play calling-wise, you're going to see, you know, and I hate to say, the plays are going to be run the way they're cast. Well, or drawn up or whatever you want to put Uh, Yes, to a certain extent, that's true. It's just that Rodgers had a different level of advancement of being able to read defenses and doing certain things, but he also had his predeterminations. So I think you're going to see Jordan Love go through a a progression, if you will, of where is the open receiver. And maybe you might not see as many shots downfield on third and two or on second and two and such, but... You'll probably see more of moving the chains and sustaining drives. And if they can sustain the drives and ultimately put it in the end zone, you're going to see a good amount of scoring. Otherwise, you're going to see a lot of field goals. Um, But I still think your defense has to be around top 12. I really do. Now, we're going to predicate that upon the return of Stokes and Rashawn Gary, probably Rashawn Gary more so than anything. But if Rashawn Gary can come back and play and be in the mix with Lucas Vaness and Preston Smith, and then you still have your middle linebacking core intact and Angabari and company – I think you're going to be, you you might end up being better than that. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Find us, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks to our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Again, this year, a big-time sponsor when it comes to the uh, the Big Units Poker Run. Coming up on Sunday, September 3rd, benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. They're a part of it. We can't say thanks enough to our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Say thanks to our guy John Atley of the Water Doctors. Uh, they have stepped up. They are one of the premier sponsors of the motorcycle ride this year. They're going to be sponsoring the stage uh, at the end of the ride, and they're going to be doing some additional stuff with us. But uh, they uh, want to do anything and everything they can to uh, to support veterans and military members and their families. So I uh, went over there, met with them last week, and uh, sure enough, he said, "Hey, let's uh, let's let's do something to help you out." So. Uh, we were uh, we were you know kind of doing a few things to get ready for the end of the ride, and uh, the water doctor said let's do this. So they stepped up, and we've got more announcements to make today. Everything went live. Uh, the pre-registration is live. We're excited about that. So get registered. Uh, we're again we'd love to break the record of uh, 1,085 bikes that we had last year. We are the second largest ride now in the state of Wisconsin when it comes to motorcycles and supporters of veterans and such, but the second largest motorcycle ride in the state of Wisconsin. I don't know how official that is. I couldn't tell you. That's what I was told. Um, I, I hear that there's a ride. It's uh, I, I think it's the fallen police officer's ride, where it comes from different parts of the state. I could be wrong. I, I'm not positive. Again, I don't know for sure. But... Regardless, John and the gang wanted to be a part of it. So if you're looking for a water softening system, if you're looking for a great company to work with and a company that supports military members, veterans, and their families, that is the Water Doctors. Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. But servicing you anywhere and everywhere. Give them a shout. 262-549-7733. 262-549-7733. Thanks to all of our friends over at the Water Doctors. John and Amber and everybody over there, thanks so much for being a part of the motorcycle ride. We're looking forward to... uh, Giving you all of the final details. All of the final details are—they're so close. They're so close. But we, and we got some really cool things planned that are going to be a surprise for that day uh, as well. So hang in there. We got uh, a great ride planned again this year. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Talking about uh, some of the expectation regarding the Green Bay Packers. Also talking about Devontae Adams going on the I am Athlete podcast, saying that hey, I wanted my contract the year before. I went to the end of my contract, which we all know was the year that you couldn't because Rodgers was waiting on his contract. And the Packers, quote, cash flow situation at the time, waiting for Rodgers to sign his deal was was strapped. And Devontae's like, once that was done, and I, I just at that point in time, I just had to make a, quote, a business decision. So we all know what happened after that, and Devontae moved on. But now it's time. Now it's time for uh, this team to kind of put up or shut up. So we'll see what uh, – We'll see what, uh, you know, training camp brings and then the preseason and obviously the season. But, um, you know, I, again, and, and this one's from Matt. Matt says, uh, hey, guys, this is all going to come down to two things, Jordan Love's play and Joe Barry's defense, period, end of story. I think that's where a lot of people are laying the gauntlets. You know, if Jordan Love's the real deal and could do anything, then there should be enough defense to back him up and maybe make this team a viable contender, not necessarily to win the division. I, I think the expectation to win the division should be – well, that's your ultimate goal to start your season. You want to win your division and you want to, you know, advance to the postseason. But I think at this point in time, if you just get to the postseason, that's an enormous plus. That's an enormous plus. It took Favre a little while to get there. It took Rodgers a little while to get there. I think just getting to the postseason is is an enormous plus if it happens. If you go in as a wild card, you take it. Uh, Matthew says, put me in the cautiously optimistic fan camp. But no more than eight wins. I'm saying seven and a half, that's where most people are being. Uh, Not uh, being much of a better, but isn't seven and a half basically the same as eight? Yes. Um, That's the over and under. That's how it works, essentially the same. Yes. Uh, Pretty much. You know, eight wins, you're over the seven and a half. Seven wins, you're under. So, yes, you are correct. Not being much of a better, you kind of get it. Uh, This one's from Artie. Artie says, uh, hey, guys. Um <clears throat> he says uh, that uh, Brian Gutekunst has left this team woefully lacking talent. Uh, I'm not happy with the moves that have been made, retaining some of these veterans far too long, salary cap strapping this team has been a horrific move by one general manager who's been outclassed and outcoached in many different in many different examples. Uh, he says that uh, once they clean house then and only then will the Green Bay Packers begin to flourish again. I don't necess- I don't agree with that. I really don't uh 8778671670 find us there um what else do we have we got a lot of different stuff uh the legendary quarterback tom brady has officially agreed to buy a minority share of the raiders why the raiders ben do we know why the raiders i don't do know understand? the real reason it, wh- i can know?
1: speculate and say he wants to be jimmy g's
0: boss again Why the Raiders? That I don't get. Um, I'm sure there's some glitz and glamour there. I guess. I, I just, I mean, you know what? And it could just be, and, and Steve, you're absolutely right. It could just be that's the only minority stake in a team that's up for sale. You could be right about that, too. Uh, meanwhile, Colts owner Jim Ursay says that everybody's hopeful that the commander's sale to the uh, Josh Harris group is going to go through before the season and that the new owners are all fired up, but nothing is done yet. And they need to make sure the bid complies and owners won't change the rules along the way, said say. Um, Which, you know what, Here, here's the thing. When he says that last little statement uh, that the owners won't change the rules, in other words, if you're going to be accepted into the good old boy network, then that's great. But if they don't like you and they don't want to accept you, they'll change the rules. So there you have it. Simple as that. By the way, Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, not with the team for the voluntary OTAs. Not with the team. There's still rumors out there that he could possibly be traded. So um, Let's go uh, back to the phones. Let's talk to John. John, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Oh. No, we lost John. John. John fell by the wayside. On that note, let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. And, uh, oh, uh, Pac-Fan says Brady's part owner of the WNBA in Las Vegas. He's already partners with Mark Davis in that particular deal. Okay, there you go. Then that's why he's got a familiarity. I, I, I was just wondering why Vegas. I mean, out of all the teams you could possibly buy into, now don't get me wrong, they've got that incredible building. Uh, which is the giant Roomba, they've got uh, a city that has embraced them and uh, another group of you know fans from Oakland that make the drive just to be able to see their team now in Las Vegas. It's not terribly far away, so they still come into town. So I get it. I, I can understand it. I was thinking if I'm going to be Brady and I'm going to buy into a team, wasn't he really good buddies with Steven Ross? Why doesn't he buy part of the Miami Dolphins? But now maybe it makes more sense. Uh, 877-867-1670, 867 1670 Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you in this portion of the program. Brought to you by our good friends over there at Exit Realty. Uh, my buddy Mikey Whitcomb, 414-243-1976. He's the guy that helped me get into my home. He can do the same for you. Great guy. Mikey, uh, 414-243-1976, 414-243-1976. Welcome back to the program. Yesterday, I mentioned we went out for a motorcycle ride, and it uh, did not get over to Stoley's Hog Alley, but went to Stolle's Old 109 and saw Jeff and Alicia, the owners, and just great people. We had a great afternoon and had uh, just enjoyed a bunch of laughs with them. And they don't get uh, as bar owners, you don't get a chance to get on the other side of the bar very often and just kind of enjoy yourself. And we did with them. Uh, but we are proud to announce that Stoles Old 109 in Watertown will be the second-to-last stop on the motorcycle ride this year. So loving uh, the indoor-outdoor bar. They had music out there yesterday, huge parking lot, great atmosphere, and uh, they got that big deck outside for seating and a beautiful ride through the Watertown area. It is going to be awesome, and more and more details are going to continue to trickle out. But Stoll's Old 109, they were proud to accept the nomination to be the second-to-last stop on the motorcycle ride, so we're really, really looking forward to joining them again this year and working with Jeff and Alicia. It's been a couple of years since we've been back to one of their locations, and we're good to be back. Good to be back this year. So really excited about it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Going back to the uh, Devonte Adams thing or uh, the Tom Brady thing. Pack fan says Raiders uh, they need a cash as well. So Brady probably figured he could buy in uh, with them uh, much cheaper than maybe another team. True true they uh, spent a ton of money firing coaches <laughs> they just got dead money laying everywhere uh in money that does not show up on the salary cap remember they're paying uh, john aren't weren't they uh, paying john gruden like seven more years or six more years ben on his deal at 10 million a year it was like 60 million bucks to him plus um mcdaniels josh mcdaniels is the head coach plus they were paying out additional money along the way they had like all this just over the cap money that isn't a part of their salary scheme so to speak but it's there correct me if i'm wrong i don't didn't they fire him for cause i forget how yeah. that ended i i think he got canned by the league they fired him for cause but i think they're still paying him i think i think they they tried to settle but there's a lawsuit and he's he, cuz remember he's suing the NFL i don't think he's suing the raiders is he cuz we haven't heard anything on that in a while have we no,
1: it it seems to be a true we pay you you shut up situation. Right.
0: So they're paying him something, but remember they he was he was his attorneys and I I think everybody was kind of everybody was kind of hoping that he would have taken this to the very end because they wanted discovery on what was actually stated via the league And the commanders in all of those emails, they wanted access to all of it. And the league didn't want to grant it. And remember, we kept saying, if this thing goes the distance, holy crap. And it very quietly went away. It just went away. Now, I haven't seen an announcement that the lawsuit has been dropped or anything like that, but it just went away. There's nothing out there about this. It's just, that was it. So my assumption is he's getting paid. He's getting his money. No doubt. Um, Chris says, uh, basically, you're uh, committing to an eight-win team or a seven-win team. I think they might be better than last year's eight and nine record. I also think that Aaron was average last year. And if Jordan is average, then this team is better. See, that – I, Chris, that was something we talked about last week. They said they being when we had the collaborative of – you know, fans and ESPN and NFL Network and CBS Sports last week that they said, you know, now that Rodgers is gone, the team is better. And my question was, how are you better? It was, and this this to me is where the, 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 the nonsensical stuff begins to seep in. Okay, it was like when everybody said, oh, without Devontae, the team's better. Look, they're undefeated. And I said, no, they're not. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. And they weren't. Without Rodgers, think about it this way. If the team is better off, then why are the Jets considered to be better? Right? Doesn't make sense. If the team is better off without Rodgers here, then why would the Jets be considered a better team and a true contender for the AFC East with Rodgers there? Now you can say maybe the bad blood or what it didn't seem like during the uh, during the season there was like quote bad blood. What I did say though, and it, which to me was more noticeable, was the fact that it seemed like Matt Lafleur was tiptoeing around the feelings of the quarterback, and there were two differing opinions at times, <clears throat> but it never seemed like there was the backhanded comments out of Rodgers that were being made, say, when they fired Mike McCarthy. There was none of that. I just don't know how one team can be better without him and one team can be better with him. It doesn't make sense. Now, if you want to take it as his, his run was over here and he's rejuvenated and refreshed there, okay, maybe to a certain extent I can get it. But it's the same guy, it's the same talent, it's the same level, it's the same player, it's the same dude. One team is better, one team is better. Somebody's got to be worse, right? At least that's the way you would figure. We have another hour yet to go. We're not done. We're not done by any stretch of the imagination. Hey, if you're going to be heading down anywhere this weekend, Brewers game or what have you, or next week, once you uh, start heading down to the Admiral's games, as they're in the Western Conference Finals, got to make a stop. Call it our own club or San Giorgio. Best pizza, great Italian food, no better place in the world. Old World 3rd Street, downtown Milwaukee, across from the Hyatt. Oh, it's so damn good. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.